Divinely Speak Unplugged. I am your host, Divine Sunshine. As uh, promised, I am having interviews because you know we're in our second season and we have reached over our 100 podcast episode. And so last time, I think we had uh, Kay Moon that was on here. And so now I have Barbara here from Ethereal Sources. I like to say so, so, sources, so, 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 seven, seven, seven. See, though, I like to mess with her with that. Like them S's, 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 what her gifts are and how in some ways with us we're moving out of that we're in leo and it's about the heart but i'm being also led uh before i got on here about the the thing about family and this clearing up and i know some of her specialty is uh about that so i'm gonna let barbara just tell you a little bit about herself and her specialty and how she got into this spiritual community as a leader and an influencer too uh as well through her journey as a, also a twin flame all right take it away barbara <laughs> hey y'all this is your girl imperial sorcerer 777 here back with the ones and twos <laughs> want to see with me and my big sister tina this is where you need to be thank you for tina shout out to chicago coming from new york thank you for having me on your show i'm so excited <laughs> which is crazy okay okay that's good i think it's a russian energy mm -hmm. it, it feels like <laughs> here i go sounding cheesy it feels like when you see your person for the first time in a long time you get that russian energy oh god don't go there i have uh come into the spiritual community um, as my big sister Bertina said, uh, being an influencer, a healer, um, and also a twin flame, um, in about 2016, mm. um, that's when my spiritual journey, um, had begun. Okay. Um, I've always been a, um, a dreamer, but I didn't know, you know, dreamer prophesizing visions, spirit coming and talking to you and relating message to you through visions. I've never um knew the extent of my gifts until i started my journey <clears throat> my journey was very <laughs> amongst everybody else very hectic um the awakening happened very fast um i want to say a year after i met my divine counterpart um it actually was triggered by a solar eclipse that i happened to be walking underneath <clears throat> and the change started then which was kind of crazy okay um, it's crazy because I got a message yesterday. I pulled some messages for myself. I usually do my weekly messages for the week to kind of keep me focused and my prayers um, to my spirits and my ancestors. And one of the messages from, I don't know if anybody who will listen to our podcast or are listening know of the water goddess Yemaya, who was Yoruba, Nigerian, Odisha based. I got a message yesterday. <laughs> Here's the guy. The message said that I need to be more vulnerable and tell people my story. Mm, okay. Okay. This is, this is interesting. 
Yes, and so she's very deep into the African uh, deities or gods, if you want to put that too, which is, because I was saying I was uh, one day, uh, these days, or uh, one day years old when I heard of the bodega. I didn't know what a bodega was until she had spoken. I got to go to the bodega. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? I love the way it sounds. <laughs> was the one that had introduced her to that and I didn't know that that was the actual um, name for it either. We got a couple of them. They're not as many as they used to. Uh, they didn't kind of die down here in the shop, but we got a couple of them. I know uh, that even on the south side and uh, we used to have a lot of them, like three of them I know right, right, right around in the neighborhood, but they kind of died down for uh, several reasons. But now we only got one in Greektown and one over there if you're in the Chicago land area that's listening to this over there on the uh, 35th and Halsted. Uh, as well so shout out to them uh when i go there but yeah so can you tell us a little bit about that because i know they don't understand that and i each really each culture really has some kind of god or deity that but especially if you're coming from that african-american or and they have also spinoffs into others that are almost the same as it is with the african deities too but give us a little bit of a uh history lesson uh this is a short brief one we're like which one all of them represent do you i know you know i'm off the head I'm, am i putting you on the spot <laughs> all right <laughs> you on the spot but i can rock with it i can rock it let's do this let's do this okay um, it's crazy because i've always been called to those energies mm -hmm. because in different cultures they have different names that's right the base of it, they're all represent the same energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like in Hindu, you have um, Shatish and all them, they all are, when you transfer it from culture to culture, it's the same thing. Okay, okay. Yes. So I recently have been, I recently moved. I okay. My um, 
spiritual transformation. I've been here. Uh, actually, tomorrow would be a year. Yeah, I remember when you had to move. Yeah, okay. That that came in. Um, spirit was actually the ancestors were like, "You're not ready. You're not ready." I'm like, "But I feel like I'm ready." They finally got me out. I did what I had to do. I had to put in the energy behind it to make sure that that transition chosen. Mm-hmm. It went smooth and my little blessings, my little rituals, and that and that ended up being exactly what it is now. But that's what I was going to say. Um, I have been feeling like for a while, like the last couple of years, that I wanted to do something to honor my heritage. Okay. I didn't know how far that went at the time. Um, but I always been told to the Orishas, you have Obatala, who was basically depicted as um, the father of all the Orishas, you have seven African powers. That's where that name comes in. Cause mm. Yes, I remember the candle. That's the depicted as a father. Underneath him, you have Elegua. Elegua is the road opener. He closes and opens people's roads. Um, he is also depicted in many faces. Elegua himself has 121 different paths. Mm. Um, He's also depicted as, I like to call him his, he's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because Eshu was also another face hit. If you get L.A. Gua, that's one thing. But if you get Eshu, that's a whole different type of entity and you better watch your back. Oh. Uh, L.A. Gua is also the messenger. So if you have a message or a prayer or you would like to send energy out to any one of these African deities, he would be the one that trans sends the message to where it has to go. Okay. Um, he's like the crossroads. He is a crossroads, basically. You will also have underneath him, you have Yamaya, who is basically the mother of all. She's actually the mother of the world and mother of all the waters. She's ocean. She also has many different paths to her. Her sister, um, Ochun. Um, Yamaya is used for, um, going back to Yamaya, Yamaya is used for love, family, the home, peace, children. She also helps individuals with their clairvoyance. Mm. Um, her sister, Ochun, um, Yamaya is yellow. I mean, sorry, Yamaya is blue and white. Right. Mm-hmm. Silver. Elegua is red and black. Red, black, and white. Obadala is white. That's purity. Okay. Um, Ochun is Yamaya's sister, who is. I actually got some updated information on her from a spiritual sector that I'm in. Okay. Um, the path of my ancestors. Oshun was never actually really yellow. She was actually white. Mm. And that is, she was actually poor and feeding her community and had to always wash her dress in the river water. And she, when she hung her white dress up that she had to wear all the time because she was washing it by hand, the sun actually turned her dress yellow. Mm. That's how that came to be about. Because she's traditionally, she's white. But oh. when you look at her now, they depict her in like um, colors of amber, orange, yellow, things like that. Okay. Chango. Chango is fire energy, masculine energy. He's a lover boy, a pretty boy. He's also justice. You have Ogun. Ogun is um, railroads, metal, surgery, yeah. scalpels the bones, things like that. Um, I had a little story about him the other day, too, from my godparent actually told me that 
if you think about what Ogun is linked to, he's basically a necessity. He is the world. He runs everything from Mercury to things like that. You have Oya, who is the goddess of the cemetery. She is thunder. She is lightning, as well as Chang'o. But Oya is actually um, the wind. Okay, and actually a story behind her and Yamaya. Yamaya was actually supposed to be for the cemetery, and Oya was supposed to be the water. And Yamaya actually tricked Oya and had her switch places with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You have Olorun, Olodumare, and Orunila. Now, if those three energies are depicted basically as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, I recently learned about this more in detail, even though I already knew. Um, going back to what I was saying earlier about wanting to figure out my lineage. And I actually did my ancestry, and that's how I ended up finding out why I was so pull to those energies because my um lineage my dna percentages i'm actually 34 percent if not 35 percent nigerian oh okay i had no idea nigerian came out benin and togo um cameroon and western bantu people mm-hmm. europe costa rica and panama i mean you i was when i say blown away by my DNA and how far it goes, it's it's crazy. Yes. 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 And I, I, I got some of those countries as too as well. Uh places on both sides. Dad, I got my dad's before he passed and my mom's and had seen uh both of them. You know, and I had gone through a period that I mean I was really with the Orishas and doing that thing. I I with me and my energies i bounce for one thing and i'll come back to it and like okay yeah i need to get in touch with that uh i know that also as you're saying that uh i remember i was watching a video uh, uh one of youtube videos let me say uh by a young lady and she was saying that you know they would pick you uh as far as your orishas that you know ones that have adopted you uh as well uh, and sometimes you have an affinity for one you know like some people say that although i don't know she's practices that beyonce but they were saying that she was uh more so like uh carried the Oshun kind of energy um with how she carries herself how do you know uh which one of the of the or uh of the orishas that you should maybe be connected with you i know it's a process i know it's an original a very specific form process in which um you go through and they'll tell you now who is your person uh that you should be but is there any other kind of way maybe unofficially that if you enter into that and say yeah i've always been interested that you can go and find out i know it's multi-layered what i asked but <laughs> Because I've always found myself drawn to Yamaya. Okay. And a lot of my spiritual um, sisters who I'm very close with in the spiritual community, those who know about that um, energies of those deities, gods, and goddesses, everyone kind of depicted that. Even when people come in contact with me and they don't really know about that kind of spiritual sector because that's African traditional, that's, that's ATR, that's African tradition. Okay. And a lot of us have lost our way with our roots because these are things that our grandmothers, mothers, mothers, fathers, fathers, great grandfathers was doing. Right. Right. And um, a lot of people come in contact with my energy a couple years ago. Someone had said to me, 
which kind of made me feel like I was like a, a child of Yamaya or even a daughter because we're all her daughters, if you think about it. Right, I, remember, I know that, I remember that. Uh -huh. A guardian angel, uh, a guardian angel could be any one of the um, African um, powers. You will have one that predominantly governs your crown chakra. Okay. Which basically means that is your guardian angel. That's who protects you mainly. Everybody has a different feel for it. Um, there is a process that you have to go to. Um, What's that called formally? What's the formal name of it? Of of what? Of the process. I know it's a it's a formal name. It's a it's a name. It's an actual name. What is that called? I, I don't even. There is actually about. Was I ever? I know it's called. From what I was told recently, and what I've been experiencing, it's actually when they call um, they are. Uh, they, you have to go see uh, a Baba Lao. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay, okay. right. And then they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. they, will, they will, it's like a reading that they do. Right. Um, where they actually pull your guardian angel. And the process, a little bit that I know about is, there are several different, um, I've had a reading with a Baba Lao recently, and he is absolutely amazing. He's very attentive. He, um, is very young but he's very wise he's been crowned since he was a baby mm. crowned for 21 years he's actually crowned Ochun. oh and his his guardian angel is Ochun, and he has been a babalao for the last six years so and he's 20 so that will show you how long he's had that crown on his head wow and he he's absolutely amazing and he kind of told me about the process um, he's like, you know, there's certain things that will be done. Um, a reading will happen where they will ask if, let's say if you go, sister, and uh, Yamaya keeps speaking on your behalf and Chango keeps speaking on your behalf, mm -hmm. and speaking on your behalf, they will then choose, they will ask every specific Orisha, because sometimes an Orisha will fight for your head. No, but fight for me. No, fight. <laughs> they will fight for your head. Be the guardian angel. Now, okay. What else I learned from my spiritual elders in this community um, is that depending on what you're going through, because I asked the question, I'm like, okay, let's say if someone goes and they get their guardian angel pulled, because that's what it's called, how long will that Orisha wait for the head? Because it's a process and it's a payment process that that's something that you do have to pay for. Oh. How long will an Orisha wait to be placed on the head of an individual? She told me, well, it all depends. Okay. They will stay, they will leave, which then um, aligns another Orisha to, be, to walk in the path of your journey and be placed on your head. Now, here's the crazy thing. How that happens if one Orisha who, let's say if... You had a reading done, and Yamaya is your head, and Ochun, and she's your mother, and let's say Chango is your father. If you don't get crowned in the time frame that you're supposed to get crowned, that will allow Yamaya to be your guardian angel, uh -huh. the Ochun will take place. But it also depends on what are you going through in your life as right. an individual why a certain Odisha wants to have your head. Right. I, I can picture that. I can picture that. I can picture that. It's very much so linked to what's going on with you right now. What is your story telling them as they read you? Who do you need to sit on your head 
to have that guardian angel placed there. Yes, it is a process. Yes, there's a, a, a procedure you have to go through, a reading from a Baba Lab that we're able to tell you and pull that, pull those energies to see who speaks for you, to see who will then be placed there when it comes time for you to go through your ceremony and to get crowned. Absolutely. Oh, oh, it, oh and it's a ceremony too that follows behind that. It, it is a, I've already went through one ceremony to receive my elegates. Okay. The okay. And that was a beautiful ceremony in itself. Oh wow. Okay. 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 Now you have to be finding someone kind of in your location that does that to be able to do it. Like, are they doing it virtually now? Don't speak prayer for a big talk in the spiritual community how people are doing these things virtually yeah and a lot of people out of their money like they're they're doing like fake ceremonies sending them fake beads i mean oh wow these, yes sister it's a it, i mean it was on instagram i mean everybody in the spiritual community i was just joking <laughs> okay but you're speaking on truth though because okay. they really they even on whatsapp they're on whatsapp like they're on etsy Big sis, they're on Etsy with fake beads that are not even blessed. Okay. Beads go through a ritual spiritual process and it has to be placed with every one of these energies to give it light, feed it, and to give you their ache. And your ache is like your blessing. That's like you're so motivated, be, it is done. That is your protection that you walk with around your head. And people are out here playing with this and they're throwing our religion and our history to shit. Okay, I got you. Right. So what and you said about the religion. So what is it called, the whole process? What is there a religion that this falls under or a spiritual thing? It's called um Lukumi. Lukumi, you have Lukumi, you have it done in Cuba as well. Okay. It is called Santaria. That's what I thought. Okay, just wanna make sure. Okay, uh for that one. Uh yeah, because I remember one time I had and uh I think several times, uh April had did one time and she said, Oh my god, uh the goddess of water. Uh I don't wanna mess up her name. Yummy yeah. Yeah, she had came in and she said she's like your great your grandmother, which my grandmother it does has a spirit of that of she was very heavily in the reading of the cards and the spiritual and can tell you time like okay this person gonna come back in your life i mean to date <laughs> like she'll give you the date uh and so that uh her energy i can understand why she said yes yeah. so maybe in some ways maybe uh yummy had um taken her as her uh, guide and that's why it kept on having that kind of spirit i can see what you're saying about different um situations calls on that because i believe that yes yamie and my grandmother come in when i start doing readings for people that comes that spirit comes on me so i can see how some and then things i want to kind of change and move who's the one that's over like thunder and, and wind she's red and black What's that name? Oya? Oh, yeah. Is it? Oya. Oh, yeah. Oya oh, yeah. is depicted as like a dark plum purple. Yeah. Colors, right, yeah, and sometimes when I'm like, things got to move, and I start getting upset or things like that, and I can see, and the wind start whizzing, I say, oh, Lord, I ain't got in touch with her. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, right there, you go, she's like, uh-uh, I'm with you, I'm with you. So, 
you know, like I said, I would be very curious to see about like who really is. I can feel them switching, and I do. I I can say I confirm that that I can feel those energies. Like, okay, no, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. Um, swapping and doing that. But I would be interesting uh, to know how would a person uh, be able to actually see about uh, seeing uh, the person that could be able to read to know your like so they don't get caught up since you brought that up in going to Etsy or YouTube or something like that and then they're not genuine in what they're doing. What would be some suggestions that you would give them if they say, yeah, I'm really interested. What are my next steps that I would do to be able to find out who my uh, Arisha is? I would say trust your intuition. Trust okay. Um, when you sit with certain individuals, do your research on this person. Okay. Because if you are truly connected to your divine energy and your gifts and your ancestors and your spirits, they will guide you where you need to be. Sometimes they guide you to a situation to show you that maybe that person's not the fit. Mm -hmm. those, there's something about the individual that's off. They're not legit. They're all about money. You can kind of sense that. Okay. But I would say to people, do your research. Do not just hop on the bandwagon to get a godparent to go and rush your process because that's an extensive process. That process to put a crown on your head between you and that spiritual godparent, that is a forever, that's for the rest of your life. Okay. And that's for when you go under and spirit and God takes you home, that energy will always, it's not going to always be with you because there is a process um, that happens that they release that energy from you after you have been um, buried. And, and, you, and when you go through your ceremony, you get crowned, you actually get buried in your, in, in your dress and your attire and your crown that was placed on your head when you first did it. So you get buried, you get buried like a goddess. You get buried like a god. You, you're not going away home. Uh, in, in regular casket clothes. This is a big thing. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It sounds beautiful. It, 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 it's a beautiful experience, um, Big Sister, but uh -huh. a lot of people in the spiritual community, they tend to ruin that. Okay. With the greed and, and the not being honest and the, and the disloyalty. Yeah. Not being grounded in their own energy to then lead their village. Right, yeah, yeah, and that's across the board on any of the spiritual things, you know, I always said that, uh, even if you're religious or spirituality, I've always said sometimes, and I know even in my walk and even dealing with uh, even spiritual leaders or religious leaders, whichever way you want to put it, uh, for that, that when I see what's happening behind the scenes, I'm like, oh Lord, I wish I could undo what I just saw, because now it don't make you want to really believe in that religion or that spiritual practice or in that spiritual leader too as well when you see what's happening behind the scenes so i understand that that goes across boards Sir, yeah you just sat on the head you just sat on the head for me because i explained to several people the stuff that i've recently been through um and had to witness i came in here and spoke to my ancestors i said i know this is what y'all want me to do because it came out in a reading that a lot of my ancestors have walked that path and basically I'm walking the right path. A lot of the shit that I've seen, honestly, we speaking real right now, mm -hmm. I told them, I said, y'all, I said, this is making me not even want to go through the process because this is something that people are playing around with and people are really trying to um, connect to their roots, connect to their history and yeah. you got people spoiling that and don't even want people to even 
further their steps into walking their destiny because destiny and fate is two different things okay explain to the listeners what's the difference between both of them i i think i know but let, let me hear your definition that's a good one um destiny is we're gonna go with fate fate is your fated life fate is your everyday life that you live on an everyday basis now your destiny is which is 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 the energy of which you can choose you can choose to create your destiny and manifest what it is that you are bringing up into the forefront and that is completely linked into your conscious energy as a matter of fact and i'm recently going through that right now and i had to say to myself and somebody brought that to my attention who's doing services for me um just to, they helped me integrate i just recently went through a, uh, a kundalini awakening because i already knew a lot of information that was going on with me and my twin flame counterpart but she helped um integrate that energy um, which triggered my kundalini, which had me, I mean, it, I mean, Bertina, it's been a whirlwind for the last three weeks. And I'm just like, wow. And I've also been watching, um, to tie into that, uh, for the listeners and those who are listening, um, about, uh, Bertina, have you, uh, downloaded that app called Gaia? No, you, you're talking about what they got all those movies and stuff in there. Girl. Yeah, I, I needed to, to, to do that. I'm always, like, uh, attracted to it, but then I'm like, oh, Lord, there goes some more money. I got Netflix and all this other crap. But, yeah. That's what I said, too. <laughs> Let me tell you how I figured that out, right? I said, you know what? I was like, damn, I did my free trial, like, for a week. Okay. And then Google Play ended up sending me, like, a message because they tried to build my account for it. Right. The money was in the savings. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot I had to... Um, she set that up and i said to myself well damn i already got netflix i already got prime right i don't have actual cable because i'm never really home okay i have all those apps and i also have a chromecast system where i can watch like news they have jerry springer all the old you know ratchet stuff that be on tv mm -hmm. and i said you know i didn't tell you guys this um well, me and you had been speaking off and on because we've been going through our journey mm -hmm. but um a year ago um, I was standing in the mirror getting ready for a, uh, a modeling casting to be a, a face for New York um, Makeup Academy. They were graduating and they needed fresh faces so they can get their certificate and complete their graduation process for makeup and hair. Mm -hmm. uh, I was standing in the mirror, girl, fixing the wig, skin looking nice. No <laughs> acne. I had that shit under control. I was like, yes, they about to slay this face. Right. And came in.
So I looked at him, I proceeded to go very much into Aries energy and was like, Hiya! When, when, when did y'all change your cigarette price? He's like, Mama, the cigarettes have been $11 for the last two weeks. I said, well, why didn't y'all tell me that? The other guy pops up from the floor from behind the counter and was like, I've been charging you $11 on your debit card every time you come here for cigarettes. I'm like, well, damn, I ain't been paying it no mind because I've been using my card, not asking because I'm thinking it's $10. Right. I said, you know what? I told Aki to his face, Big Sis Bertina, uh-huh. and everyone who's listening. I said, at this point in time, I said, it don't even matter how much your cigarettes cost because I'm going to have to quit anyway. <laughs> is $11, the cigarettes went up to $11, I said, and I spend, I buy cigarettes, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I buy cigarettes every other day, I'm buying a pack of uh, a shorts, and I went from hundreds to shorts because that was my transition process, because I knew eventually that my goal was to actually quit, and that also led to, you know, my healing that I've been dealing with the last two weeks, you know, doing some subconscious healing and figuring out what are my conscious thoughts, what are my subconscious thoughts, and I did that from my counterpart as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, the big whole hum of it all was the self-worth, which is, which is linked to my solar plexus, and also the addictions was, because the message that came out was there is addictions in this connection that either need to be dealt with or that is the center of the, the connection. I'm like, well, damn, I know for him it's drinking and for me it's the cigarettes. Okay. So the sacral chakra, which operates our karmic patterns, our desires, um, our habits, healthy sexual relationships, um, and things like that. And I'm like, damn, Barbara, like, this is crazy. But I'm like, eventually, this, I realized that the cigarettes, for me, is a vice and it's not um i smoke them when i'm stressed or when i have thoughts that i would like to uh mentally and comp- um say slow so it doesn't get mixed up <laughs> What's that word? compartmentalize there you go uh-huh. i sent it to you you got it <laughs> you compartmentalize my thoughts so i can think clearly and i said well damn I need to find something to use as another vice because the smoking, if we realize that some of us have habits, that's a, you're codependent on a substance or something to get you through a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned. I mean, I've always knew that, but to have it like for spirit and your counterpart's higher self to sit with you and for you to actually sit with your shit, it's like, okay. When are you going to stop being codependent on these things and learn how to use your own energy to confront certain situations and not turn to a vice? Yeah. yeah. And and I'm finding out that really with this, it, it's coming and this codependency and addictions are coming in very various ways that are um, covert, uh, that we not even would even know, like, you know, addictions to... Uh, wanting and you're thinking and you keep on ruminating and thinking about this thing and then it keeps on getting a certain reaction more drama and you're feeding off of that and over and over and over again and so then always you're looking for that uh, negativity or that bad um, 
things or some kind of drama and you know it feeds you to start thinking over and over again about something negative that's going to happen and so that's another addiction that they've been trying uh, have been brought to me not trying they didn't told me uh that is something that i have to deal with i don't have the smoking or the drinking or any of those vices but it was like oh yeah you've got an addiction is that thinking <laughs> you know, the negative you know always uh critical and criticizing and recalculating am i saying this right am i doing this right and that can be addictive too as well because you're trying to find ways to maybe start procrastination or for you not to do things or talk your way out of being great and you're depending on that and you're like okay i just want to stay right at the place or like they say stay with the devil that you know uh as far as instead of you growing crazy because I learned about that too watching Gaia the other day because I did redo the subscription okay one of the videos I came across being that I'm in a, a different timeline now a very big timeline for me and my divine counterpart where it has to do with my consciousness mm. I watched a series I'm like spirit guide me to a series with whatever I have been working on with um my spiritual sister um vibes with me that is her name okay and whatever she's integrated with me give me something that will stimulate the conscious and my subconscious mind to get me to expand on the energy that i'm already sitting in okay it's a series on expanded consciousness and the guy said he explained to me in one of the episodes he was like people don't understand how panic attacks really do happen panic attack is triggered by the body when you are sitting there stressing and worrying about a situation and shoving negative energy, you are having a thought and a negative thought about the worst case scenario that could happen and it hasn't even happened yet. The body triggers, you are giving yourself the vision and then on behind that you are then putting the fear of whatever you're feeling that you think is gonna happen that may absolutely never happen. happen. Right. Push the energy into the vision which then creates the panic attack. You are you cause yourself and the body to go and the heart to go into de-stress for a situation that hasn't even yet manifested. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. with it and I'm like, oh shit. And people don't understand when they say Bumbix says Bertina that a mind is a beautiful thing to waste, people need to understand. I think people don't understand and they really need to, big sister, how powerful your mind really is, though. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Very powerful. And, and people just, it, I, and it's so funny because Megan told me, I know, sis, that it's easier said than done, but if you do something every day to consciously change the thoughts that you're placing out, it, it, it got so, it got so, I had such the biggest epiphany fixes that she wrote a message. She was like, your person is choosing silence on you for a reason. And I'm like, wait, what? She was like, yeah, he's not speaking to you because he's trying to get you to flip the damn script because the storyline you keep putting him in is what's causing the further of you guys not communicating because I, I told her, I admitted to her. I'm like, this is the longest time that me and my person have been out of 3D communication. It's going on nine months. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not like me and my person. And, and Bertina, you've been a witness to that. Right, no, that's not. This is, this is crazy. And she was like, flip the story. Use your conscious energy to place him in a higher timeline to get you and to get you guys to, you know, to get, to get out of this cycle that you keep putting each other in. Change the story. She's like, you're an alchemist. It's, it's going to be hard. It's easier said than done. But if you make the conscious choice to make the conscious effort, you would see the switch and the energy. And sis, I'm not going to lie, the, 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 the epiphanies, the connection of the dots is happening way faster. Okay. The moments, the whatever he was trying to show me with my solar plexus, like take your power back. Say no to certain situations. Walk away from things that are not of your vibration. You cannot be lowering yourself ethereal to meet people where they are when you're all the way up here people should be meeting you not the other way around right 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 i've said that several times on that that we're not here for the change their uh, for them to change our minds we're here to change their minds uh we have to understand and we get twisted but you said something that was very uh poignant about the storyline and the templating that we keep on putting our masculines in. So let's say, for instance, if, again, they have money problems, like they're not going to get out of the money problems. They're always going to have that, and that's what's going to keep them in that situation. And I know, unbeknownst to us, that we're trying to practice compassion and meet the, them where they are. But in some ways, we are kind of, again, uh, we share, a lot of times I've heard even say we share chakra systems and whatever like that. And we are, remember, we're one soul two bodies uh again and those things that we keep on sending those wavelengths over to them uh it keeps them in bondage that fear-based of uh, belief uh as well and so we have to remember that again of seeing them maybe in some ways like your uh, person is saying I, I call it now your other self your other self is now saying you know hey i can't even i'm not even going to try to appear right now until you start seeing me in a totally different light like no i'm not poor uh, I do I do have the means to find my way out of that. And we do have our way to keep on because you know what? It's just been so repetitively repeated and we keep on seeing the same things that it's kind of hard for us. That's what we got to get out of that humanness uh, to see him in another way. It's like that's all I know. You know, like you said, the guy, the, the cat down the street, he's always been drunk. You know, I, I can't even picture so-and-so not being a drunk. You know, because every time I pass him, he got the crown roll or the brown look in his hand with the bag. And that's it. And it's like, you know that. You know, you have to remember maybe once upon a time, he wasn't always that. You know, you could be like they found some homeless person and the sucker was a genius, you know. But it was the situation or something. He got in his mind like that. So, you know, sometimes, like we say about that energy, we keep on making them repeat the same storyline. And I want the listeners to get that. I thought that was very poignant that you're saying that some of us... That's one thing that's stopping us from union, the storyline. What are we seeing them? Oh, they can't get in there. They want to be with that person. They want to be, as we said, the karmic, you know. They're about the family and the kids come first, and he's not really going to see his way out of that because he's just such a family man. And, you know, and so that's that's something that we got, like, you know, yeah, I can still be a family man, but I can be a family man with my person that I truly love, you know. So, you know, you got to kind of constantly, even the sun, I'm looking as I said, it was dark. As soon as I said that, the sun came out. So, you know, and, and even the energy knows in the universe. Right. Hello, right. 
you know, we, I don't want to drag, I don't want to go into detail, but if I'm going to be honest and you put me on this podcast, I'm an Aries and I'm blend honest just like you, so I'm going I'm, to I'm say what it is. Right. <laughs> they, when we go to a hospital or go to see a doctor, they depict urban community, our blacks and our Latino men and women, they depict us as being able to deal with pain, which why the lack of care Oh, because we're strong and we're black and we're fearless and we're powerful and deal with the amount of pain that we walked into this ER with or this hospital or this clinic or this urgent care. You think that just because my color of my skin, I can tolerate pain? Absolutely not. I hurt just as much as the next person hurts. Right. I never did think about that. That's true. Okay. You typecast us into thinking... Well, slavery, y'all strong enough to deal with this. Y'all should, yeah. And they give us the, the, the mediocre pain medication. Meanwhile, I'm going to keep it funky. You got Becky and Jennifer walking in there, and they sending Becky and Jen home with morphine, oxys, all types of stuff. But we got to get the rinky dink shit. Right. <laughs> the generic brand. The, the uh, acetaminophen ibuprofen that, do a, that don't even do a damn thing for a damn Right. <laughs>
they would say even in the Asian cultures uh, that, you know, some of them are saying, you know, not understanding the language. You know, you see that especially when the the, epi- uh, the pandemic came out and, you know, how they were being treated as well. Or even if you say Middle Eastern, yeah. the all Middle Easterns are, you know, this, uh, you know, they're, they're again about um, being um, in, in the terrorism and stuff. And that's not true. And that's not all of them. Uh, that's that. So, you know, that could go really across the board about the t- how each one is being ill-treated depending on one big thing that had happened and everybody's just thrown into that hodgepodge. This is how they are. This is how they are. This is how they are categorized uh, as well. And that's why, again, us in the spiritual community, we're seeing, and I'm seeing that now even with the messages that I'm getting at, these old paradigms and templating of how they were and just like what the dm is saying everybody even culturally are saying let's kind of get rid of that you know it's something that you can learn from even being a caucasian or even being what hispanic is they're kind of on there you know what a puerto rican background or whatever they kind of already know that but uh any kind of a background russian or whatever it be a a slovakian or whatever like that they can learn from these different deities that we talk about orishas that we talked about too as well say oh okay we have that well you see that even in the russian thing that their mother mary is uh black right you know and so they understand you know it's a, it's a cross over then that's how it's going to be it's a cross it's just not this is mine this is yours you know we're just going to be a, just a nice blending of all of of these and respecting the differences but seeing how we can adopt those and uh bring them into our own practices uh as well so you brought up a very good point when you're saying about that and like i said nothing else they walk away from um listening to this podcast about we've got to stop typecasting the dm energies that means remember we are female and uh, and also uh, the female and the uh, male energies too as well so it's something about the dm energies in all races and all ethnicities and genders that we are typecasting and also making them feel like you're supposed to act a certain way because you're this and so that's something that again the spirit in the universe seems like what i'm getting from you is like we got to kind of deal with that we got to change that up we got to flip the script as you said using your words <laughs> and cause it to say something totally different mm-hmm. my masculine higher self came in the other day okay and i was in the room and he said you know he calls me bubs and he's like bubs i need you to do me a favor and i said papa what's that He's like, I need you to drop. Listen to what the man said to me, you know. He was like, do me a favor and drop all expectations of me, good and bad. Uh. And I said, what the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, because I need you to allow me to come in the way I need to come in. Okay. not attach any expectations to me on what you expect me to do coming forward or what the Use that energy to put me in a good space. Drop every ounce of what you expect or what you use that to put me in the energy. And it was a big third eye thing because even Megan told me, she was like, visualize it. Visualize it on what you want to see. Visualize on what you want to see him bring forward. And I was like, damn, 
not when he's in here chewing my ass out. He was like, no, stop, stop, stop the, stop. The flag on the plane. Where's the white flag? <laughs> I have a word with you. He was like, listen, I just need you to do that. And I'm like, but Papa, he's like, no, bubs. I need you to drop every ounce of an expectation good and or bad, let me step into the energy that I know I'm supposed to be in. Do not give me, and I think that's what he was going back to, do not expect anything because then you're putting me into a role. Mm. Expect me to show up a certain way. Nah, and my candle just popped confirmation. He's like, no, because that, that's an expectation. That's a role you're giving me. No, allow me to show up like the man I know I can be and that I'm transforming into. Do not expect me to show up a certain way. Because you know what they teach us? Expectations lead to disappointments. Right, 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 right. And I, and funny thing, I had just did a podcast, the last one before this one, because this is going to pop, and this is going to get released um tomorrow, which will be Thursday. My Tuesdays ones, because I do Tuesdays and Thursdays. But Tuesdays was about disappointment, and Spirit had given me uh, understanding about disappointment means that you weren't appointed for that. You want appointed for that at that time. And so appointed, and sometimes you want anointed for that. Because if you're anointed for that, that means everything that you're going to do is go with ease and flow. And spirit is going to be there, meeting you there as you're going through those things that they have put you in. So when they disappoint you, that means it wasn't for you. It wasn't going to be made easy. It wasn't, they didn't have to sign. They didn't appoint you to be that person for that place and time or that very thing. And so that's the same thing, like you're saying about that. You're being disappointed. The expectations, and we've been saying that on uh, in the Twin Flame journey, but it's very hard for us to, because we're like, no, nah, we want you to come a certain way. You want you to express that way. Want you to come on a white horse, looking like Fabio, fabulous, <laughs> hair blowing. Fabio was fine. Fabio was fine. I don't give a darn about that, right? Fabio was fine. He didn't say nothing, but you like, oh my god. <laughs>
main thing I, I think about one, I'm, I'm, I'll be nice because I don't know who watches him too. And he's talking about it's not about that. It's just really just simply put just again, it's the soul work. It's the soul work. Okay. So it past life. So, 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 yeah, so, so, and he has some good things. I just didn't put it. I'm, my mom has always taught me that, that, you know, don't, don't look at the, uh, at the messenger. Just look at the message, uh, when it comes to him. And so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing what you're saying about that. But again, you know, the past life thing is about the soul, you know. If it don't resonate, doesn't feel right in your soul, you know, and it's something that, again, that something happened as you imprint as a child and it messed with you and your soul, like my, my other person says, it irked me to my soul. So, okay, I got to go do that work because me and that child, whatever happened in my child, um, uh, what happened is my childhood has wound me to my soul. I got to go handle that. So I don't agree with them saying it's not about the soul work. I was like, okay, we're going to agree to disagree uh, on that part because that ain't making no sense what just came out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it is about the healing. It's about the all-encompassing thing about that because, like I said, some of us, that's the reason why we came here is to be able to get it right. I call Earth is, a, is also a learning school, but also is uh, I learned they said that it's a rehabilitation uh, as well for some of us because some of us that came before and we didn't get it right, so we want to come back and get it right this time. Uh, and so we have to keep that in mind. I'm going to drop a little jewel for the people who are listening. Mm-hmm. If you are dealing with a sickness or an illness, whether it be big or small in this life on your spiritual journey, as divine counterparts, twin flames, high-level soulmates, whatever your spiritual calling is and your spiritual mission that your higher power assigned to your head mm-hmm. and your flesh, which is the vessel in this life, you need to most certainly go back. I had this big epiphany, and I kind of felt like I always knew that. Okay. I, one of my health situations is definitely linked to a past life, and it's definitely unhealed things. I don't, I don't want to say unhealed things because of how me and um, uh, Megan discussed it was like it's like whatever it was like it's like a um, like a like a pow pow like my friend um, May would say she would be like it's a tatiqueto which is like a pow pow from spirit like it's a like a lashing from whatever happened to us in that life oh. in the flesh in this life with certain illnesses and sickness because of the shit we did in our past life my situation now with my health is very much so linked to a past life where me and my divine masculine um i was pregnant with his child and my divine masculine did it he was directed to take me to another village to take me to another doctor and my divine that here is it's gonna click for you in his head he was worried about the money not having the money and i said well damn this money thing is still trickling with his past life Right, right, right. Not having the money, I can't afford it. Not realizing that if you just trusted your higher power and if you would have trusted spirit and whatever energy they put in these individuals to direct you to another facility to allow me to have this baby unscathed, unharmed, me and the baby would have both been alive in that past life. But because he was worried about the money and didn't realize that when he got, ooh, talk your shit, spirit. He didn't realize. 
that and what's going on in this life. If you would just trust, ask, first ask, listen, and allow for spirit to show you what your next move is. Do not jump the gun, because how I move right now, I don't even say hello unless spirit was like, reach out, uh, answer the phone, respond to that text message. It's all about keeping your energy up, and it's all about allowing the universe and paying attention to what you're asking for to allow the universe and your spirit guides and your ancestors to bring it forward. Trust. Because had he would have trusted what he was being told, we would have been good. Right. It was the fear. I don't have the money to go over there. Not knowing that when he went over there, the bill was already taken care of. You refused to make a move. Check this. Going deeper with it. You refused to make a move because you didn't have the money. Why make money be the reason why you don't make a move? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of overarching the thing of all the readers that readings that I have done for people that all of the twin flames that financial constraint card keeps on coming up and showing up and it's like okay so you know like you said uh was two things i want to piggyback on that you said that was of interest one of them you pretty much said that as far as that's the karma and k moon in the last interview that i did it spoke about what karma is and she stated that karma is like a pebble uh, that had been thrown, maybe if you talk, but it's talking about in regards to past lives that had been thrown in a lifetime or even in this lifetime ago, and that pebble is still reverberating in the water and causing ripples. And so, you know, you talk about past lives. You said something that you had thrown a pebble in another lifetime is still being felt through the ripple effect. Though you can't look at the water and see who thrown the pebble. You're like, what the heck? But those ripples are still being felt through each lifetime that you go into and that's the same thing and she had even did a channel reading for me when i had did um and get my astrology chart read for uh k moon and she had told me she said oh she said wait a second i'm being guided i usually don't do this for clients she said but i usually channel only for friends but spirits tell me i need to do it for you and she had told me almost similar to you that the my other self had i was pregnant and again we lost the baby and that Although we were very tight and very close, but something about uh, in that experience, we never could get it back right. We were, it just got lost. So she told me, she said we had lost. It was a death two ways. It was a death of the baby of not having it, and it was a death of us, of our relationship and our marriage. It never could get back on track. So that's something, again, we got to kind of like, I guess when things happen, it is a disappointment or unexpected. I have to, just talking to you, I'm just learning how to be able to kind of bounce back about it and say, we've got to get back to us again. We got to go back to that communication again about what has happened uh, instead of letting it die. So that was interesting. I got, I just got an aha moment just talking to you about that, about what my relationship is. When you told your story about that, about it's true. That, that, that deeply resonates because me and my divine counterpart, we were very much so married in that past life. And that's a past life energy that I think still haunts us because the baby, right. baby, the babies were involved. And apparently, with all due respect, we were together. We were supposed to be together. We are supposed to be together. That's what we need to think about, too. And something like that, imagine experiencing that in this life. With people who aren't spiritual, we see that stuff on TV all the time. And people who've been married for years have a baby 
or the baby ends up in an accident or they lose a baby in a car accident, whatever case it be. And relationships usually don't survive stuff like that. The marriage goes separate ways. That's true. They can't they can't handle that. Like a death of a child is something serious for, for marriages, for couples. Relationships never really bounce back from a death of a child. Right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They don't. You don't. And then all, otherwise, they'll have the rainbow child. And then it's kind of like, okay, this takes place of what we had lost. And so now we can pour in what we had from that first one. We don't forget. We still honor. But now we can take all that and pour that in. And I've seen them bounce back that way, too. It's like now we got a rainbow baby. And so now we can do it. Uh, and so... You know, that's another way of, again, our job as Twin Flames to say, hey, yeah, things happen. You get off track. You do this, that, that. But still, love is still there. You still could get it back. You can still keep it rolling. That's still, that un- that's what unconditional love and really truly understanding the terms of that really plays a part of that because that's a condition because of the baby loss and you didn't do it and, and went to the place anyway and knowing if we would have, we probably would be back on track again but because you didn't meet that condition and trust the universe now look at us now we can't stand each other or like me like we had the baby and we lost the baby but because that condition that we put on ourselves now we can't love each other because we lost the baby and i'm faulting you and you fault me about something that i did and so then back and forth it goes and so but however they want us to know that now with this new templating we don't have to go back to that reservations of 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 learning of how to deal with things of loss like that that understanding truly what it means and come from a different place and a different background uh when it comes to that so that's another reason why we're here too is again about that different templating uh that we have uh as well um so we cover pretty much a, a lot, a lot, a lot of these uh, little sis as well. Um, I, that things there uh, as well. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so, you know, she probably, I'm being led to say, she'll be back on again. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Okay. I say that this individual is fully ego, he's, he's very much so is not. 
but you can tell that's like having a a, a candle worker and someone who reads cards kind of like going head to head. You know right. <laughs> People have this ego where they think that they're better than you by what you do. Right. We're not doing that to give you guys like an overall view. A babalao is like God's right hand man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nothing supersedes that. That's Orula in himself. That's Orula in the flesh. Nothing, and as my elder used to tell me, nothing, when Orula speaks, when he reads for you, when that energy of the higher power comes down and he reads, nothing and nothing he says falls to the floor. So whatever he says is valid. That's, that's, that's like Messiah himself speaking to you. Okay. What he says, he direct, he, if there's a remedy to fix a problem, Orula will tell you. If there's a remedy to fix a situation, Orula will tell you. And Orula speaks in energy of past, present, and future. <clears throat> there are future things that he'll tell you you have to look out for, things that are going on right now that you need to pay attention to, and things from your past that have led to things in the now and may potentially lead to things in the future. But guess what? There is a remedy and there's a solution to change that dynamic to make sure that that... Um, Blessing turns out in your favor. Okay, gotcha. There's always a way to flip a scenario. Okay. Just do what you have to do to align yourself and get rid of certain shit. Okay. That's what I do, what I do with the candle work, but I would definitely, um, before we jump into that, uh, have a talk with this with this um, with this elder and see how he feels about that because I'm pretty sure he he's all about helping people. Like okay. he's also spin flesh. He's a young man. He's absolutely divine. He speaks the real. He knows his shit. And let me tell you something. And even if he didn't know, there's a way he could find out. Okay. I'd rather somebody tell you, I don't know, than for someone to lie. To, to, to lie me and make up stuff as they go. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're in a way worse off situation. How you would have just told me from the beginning that he I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Respect someone saying, I don't know, but you know what? Me and you together can go and figure this out. Me and you can do the research on two different ends and come into, and we can uh, brainstorm on what we picked up in two different dynamics and see if any one of whatever we have been told makes sense or is even in alignment with the information that we received. Uh-huh. I do my candle work. You know, that is my niche um, outside of blessing things and making spiritual cleanses. I've been told since the moment I touched the candle, candle work is going to be your thing. Okay. This is why I do the candle work. I do candle work um, for your chakras. I do do candles. And I meant to tell you that when you said to me that you've been feeling the energy um, of Yamaya and Oya, I do do candles for them as well. That's also on my shop. Mm-hmm. That, and all you, and if it's, I don't think there's only one for Elegua that's there that I use for a different energy to get rid of your enemies and things like that. Okay. If you have, if you feel like, if you place an order and you're like, well, hey, sis, or you mention, or you message me, I'm like, I feel like Yamaya wants a candle because she's going to take care of something for me. Or, or y'all wants a candle because I have this going on. Or Chango wants to step in. Just write it in your notes. Okay. I got you. That I do, I do do candles for deities. That is not, I'm not prone to that. I don't disregard that because that's very much so who I am and that's the energy that walks with me. I can't deny nobody 
that's like me denying somebody's salvation. Oh, well, I'm not going to, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I do candle works for love. And here's my disclaimer for anybody who's listening. I only do candle work on relationships if the relationship is active. I am not prone. I do not want to invest. I'm not the kind of person that will forcefully bring somebody back to you. He gone. I know he man. Oh, he's gone. He's supposed to be here. Yeah. I was told, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little interesting uh, story, a little mini story about my candle work. I was doing um, a candle work for separation. Now, the situation was very not like your usual situation because this was a mother who happens to be friends, um, who is a cousin of someone I used to be involved with way back in the day. And she's like, hey, my daughter's in a situation, very young, she's like in her early 20s, maybe not even 20 now, and her and the boyfriend were going through like domestic disputes. Mm. He was talking to her bad, putting his hands on her, beating her, etc., etc. And the daughter didn't stay with her, the daughter was staying with her mother, the grandmother, in Florida. And the mother was like, sis, I really need your help. I, I can't stand the fact that she has, you know, doesn't have the self-esteem to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, she's sitting there and she's taking it. Now, listen, as a woman, I don't deal with no type of abuse, physical, mental, emotional, or otherwise. So I said, okay, I let me sit and ponder with my ancestors. Let me talk to my higher self. Let me see what I can conjure up to see. Now, they allowed me to do the job. Now, here's the crazy thing. How I was told by somebody else to do the job was gonna put me in energetic damage. And let me tell you what the energetic damage was. I went to the botanica to get the supplies that I needed to do the job. Simple candle work, but there's something I needed to do, dress it a certain way, things like that. Mm-hmm. So the first botanica that was working, I was like, well, hey, I was already told how to do this, but you work here, you do, which is called spiritual jobs for individuals because this is a whole time those people come and get their salvation and their healing and to break things and to um, banish negative energy. I was told to do this job such and such and such and such and such and such a way. The person looked at me and was like, well, why would you use that, that, and that? I was like, well, somebody who owns a botanica had been told me about the job and how I could do certain things to get rid of this toxic relationship. And the person said to me, he was like, why would you stick your hands in that situation? And I'm like, because the girl is young. The mother asked me to help her with the job on her behalf and she paid for it. He was like, well, how about instead of you using those energies and stuff to do that separation work, do it with light, do it with love. And I'm like, well, this is why the person told me to use the pink candle. He was like, absolutely not. He's like, because I can tell you one thing. When you do spiritual work for individuals, this is a lesson he taught me. Mm-hmm. He was like, you have to be careful on what the individual is asking you for. Because sometimes certain situations don't require you to stick your hand in it. He was like, as the mother, why didn't she pick herself up and take her to and go to a spiritual facility and, and, and get the job done with her own energy and do whatever she had to do with that? And I said, well, she doesn't really know how, doesn't really know about this stuff, but really need the help. He was like, okay, because I can tell you right now, you help split up that couple, spirit is in turn going to want to take something from you. Yeah. So I said, and I got the confirmation and the lights in the botanica above our heads started to flicker. And he looked up and he was like, and I think spirit just has spoken. Turns out, 
parent told me, one of the Orishas told me actually, came through and gave me a message and I sat there and I came home and I'm like, damn, what the hell could it possibly, and I sat down with Spirit and I had the conversation. They was like, anyhow, you would have done that work in the way that it was originally told to you, Spirit was gonna want payment. And what Spirit asked for, when you do a job, when you place it in the hand of Spirit, people don't understand magic is magic. Now, it's your intention on what you do with what you're asking for is what's gonna give you your end result. So if you're already pissed off and feeling a way about an individual and you trying to fuck up their life, it's your intention because you already have malintent for the individual in the first place. That's what drives bad energies and negative entities and darker spirits to attach themselves to people because of what other people cast. They literally told me, anyhow you would have done that job in the original way, how someone else told you to do it, we were gonna take your divine counterpart from you. That's how that was gonna go. It was gonna be one relationship exchange for the next. They were like, you don't need your hand. And I was told at a spiritual ceremony for myself where my ancestors came through at a white table and said, moving forward from this day, from this spiritual session, you are not supposed to be attached to anybody's karma moving forward in this life. Your karma with other people and attached to other people is finished. And I felt that because I'm just like, hell, let me deal with my own karma if I'm if I still do right, it. Right, right, right. That's true. With somebody else's shit, big sis. That's how I do the candle work. My candle work is I create the candles, um, chakras, retrogrades, love work, disclaimer again, for only relationships that are actually in existence, not because you want somebody to come back. Because <laughs> you know how they be, sister. Right, and then and it might even flub on it too. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Well, in my mind, we together. <laughs> um, I do yoni schemes. I do waist beads. I do protective bracelets. Um, I also I'm a very big advocate of self love. Being in Bertina's Divine Feminine Group years ago has really. Uh, activated that energy within me as myself and since then I've been working on it and now uh, sister self-love is in, in, in full freaking radiation nobody <laughs> tell me shit <laughs> as long as I love me that would allow the energy of other things that I deserve in this life and I'm gonna say destiny I'm not gonna say fate will come to me and flow to me with ease yes okay? yes I do work I do yoni themes I also do readings. Um, like I said, candles are chakra candles. Help you with your energy, balance your energy centers, um, money, um, protection, banishing, getting rid of, dealing with darker energies, orishas, santo candles. Um, if you're going through a situation, a lot of my creativity within my candles came from clients who needed help with situations. So a lot of my clients who I've had over the years are the backbone to a couple of my candles because because of them, why certain candles even exist. Yes, okay. And my candles um, are very articulate. They are... Smell yummy. Designed specifically <laughs> for your energy, and Bertina can tell you about that because Bertina has purchased candles for me time and time again. Oh, the love, the self-love spray, the abundance spray. That oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God, that's yummy. Oh, it's just mad. Oh, yes, my God. Mommy be on it. Yeah, mommy more. Love that. <laughs> I need that self-love. I need another order. That's right. I need another order. 
actual candle in the shape of a vagina. Yes, it is. And I do womb healing with you with that, long distance womb healing. Um, as long as you're receptive to the energy, no matter where the, uh, I also do working candles, which means if you do not have the space for me to ship or you don't have the money to have it shipped to you, um, the candle can stay with me in a specific spot of my house so that the energy can get to you as long as you're open to receiving it. Mm. What people don't understand about energy work and healing work, if you believe that it's not going to work, then guess what? It's not. It's not going to work. <laughs> people sabotage the energy from going to before it even started. Right, right. If you are open and you are receiving and you are trusting.